Oh yes, a nice little uh, Thanksgiving mini vacation for the family. Uh, you know, walks on the beach with my wife and our dog. Big storms on the coast of Oregon, bringing a foot of snow to the Cascades, which is something I really like. Uh, a great and low-key Thanksgiving dinner. You know, football game. The Ducks win the Civil War, big time. Basketball game. Uh, next day, the Blazers get trounced by the Warriors. Uh, you know what? What that's 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 the way it works. So when you get unplugged, right? And you just sit and watch sports and read and walk on the beach and just do nothing. Yeah. So this is Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, uh, owner of Trade Show Guy Exhibits here in Salem, Oregon. This is Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. So glad you could uh, join me this week. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Uh, later in this show, it's going to be uh, a tip list, a, a tip, a Trade Show Tip of the Week, a list from the Book of Lists, uh, Trade Show Superheroes and Exhibiting Zombies. Uh, and also this week's One Good Thing. You can probably, I already probably, I told you what it is, but I'll, I'll recap it. And then, of course, uh, a fun guest this week on our post-Thanksgiving Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, Irina Leone, a New York City-based photographer who's going to walk us through some of the steps it takes to get a really good professional photo or a set of uh, photos done. What goes into a session to make that, that really good picture? I'd like to welcome to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, Arena Leone, a photographer, branding expert, educator, speaker. Uh, Arena, it's so nice to have you on the program. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Tim. Well, uh, so we had met on a networking group here in the last year or year and a half, two or so, and, and I've kind of followed you. you. I'm on your newsletter, and so I'm curious to see what you're doing. And you're, you, you're in the photography world, which I really like because I've been a photographer since I was a kid. I, my dad had a dark room, and I was in there mixing chemicals and stuff like that. I mean, we're going old school, right? Um, yes. It's all digital these days, but it's still photography. So how did you get to photography? And, and let's start there. I was just like you when I was a child. I was sitting in the dark room with my father who was mixing stuff and creating magic in front of my eyes. So it started all the way back. Then I had my own camera. Then the Soviet Union broke up. Then I got my first DSLR much, much later when I was in the United States already and started playing with it. And people kept complimenting me on my work. And I was like, I'm just taking pictures. <laughs> I don't know why I started the business. Don't ask me. Well, you can ask if you want, but it's well. So you've got this business going, and you're you're you're. Uh, it's called Power Portraits, as I understand it. I'm on your website, which is arenaleone.com, uh, and uh, that's one of them. I understand. We can talk about the others later, but Power Portraits is is uh, probably as it uh, is describes. Uh, you take portraits of people. Yes, Power Portraits is a brainchild of mine and kind of the networking group that we met at. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny how it was born. Basically, I work with entrepreneurs who are personal brands and I make sure that they get portraits as well as other branded imagery that they need to power, to empower their brand, to empower their business, to take it forward. That's why it's called Power Portraits. <laughs> I think one of the challenges uh, these days as being a photographer or finding the right picture is that uh, the way the internet has, has kind of brought everyone closer and, and brought the price down of so much stuff is that you can go to pretty much any stock photo, uh, you know, website and buy a picture uh, that is, you know, pretty close to what you want, maybe, depends. And so I'm sure the competition or the how you position yourself uh has a lot to do with the success of someone who's trying to do what, what you are. So what kind of things do you look at when you talk to clients and 
and about what, what they want? What kind of things, what kind of questions come up and how do you, how do you respond to those types of things? Here's the thing. The world keeps moving, changing, and growing. The evolution of what we are used to seeing online and what we respond to positively has been changing dramatically fast. And right now, it's not enough to just have some pretty pictures of something on your site, on your social media, and hey, there's also social media, which requires a ton of work ongoing all the time. So we are bombarded by visual information every day and to respond positively to everything is impossible so our brain has learned to filter a lot of the things out and what we visually respond to visually and emotionally in all sorts of positive ways we respond to photos of people people who are telling stories about themselves and this is what my 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 business my my passion my everything is focused on right now is figuring out what kind of a person is running that business? What is their story? What is so interesting and unique about them? And bringing that to the surface so that people can connect immediately. They don't have to work on figuring out what does Tim do. do. They don't have to go to your website if they're meeting you on social media. They don't have to dig in to try to find out more information about you because they won't do it anymore. We're spoiled. Everything is being served on a silver platter if the business is doing the right thing. If they're not, then we kind of, they're losing our attention. Yeah, I think that's a a great way to to, to look at it. And, you know, you talk about, um, you know, the emotion that a photograph can give you. And and it's true, a a photograph or a short video clip can really bring forth an emotion that you had no idea you were going to experience at that moment. Uh, Whether it's, you know, the two minutes I spent yesterday watching this, uh, commercial, um, a commercial is a, is a video uh, selling pianos that had Elton John in it. It's kind of making the rounds on on the uh, uh, internet. It starts with him today, and it goes backwards to when he got a piano as a kid. And I just it was it brought forth emotions. It was really quite interesting, uh, very very well done. But a single photograph can also do that. Whether it's something that strikes you, you know, may a picture of a, a dog may may have an impact on me, not on everybody, certainly. So. Uh, you talk about telling a story. So when you sit down with someone, what kind of uh, things do you do to kind of unveil what that story is? You have to have a conversation with them, I'm sure, a, a rather lengthy one, I would guess. It's a lot more than just one conversation. <laughs> yeah. When, when somebody's hiring us to do the Power Portraits package, it involves at least three very long phone calls. Well, there's Zoom calls. When we're, where we're discovering everything about the brand and the person who's running it, since I'm mostly working with coaches and, and speakers, people who are personal brands on, their, on themselves, um, everything about them, everything about their audience, and then we're trying to connect all of this together, find inspiration online in existing images, and build a mood board. After that, we are ready to start planning the shoot. But this whole process that we've just done takes about a month and a half, if not more, depends on the person. Sometimes people discover such things about themselves just through going through the questionnaires and exercises. It's unbelievable, it's remarkable. I am having so much fun with this. The pictures are the easy part, it's just an execution. Figuring out what we want to photograph, what kind of images and why, we're getting and how they're going to be used is the most important part right now. It, it kind of reminds me of what happens in the trade show world. You spend all your time designing 
the booth, the exhibit, figuring out how that works, uh, the 3D approach to it, what the traffic flow is, what the graphics are going to be. Once that's all done, that's most where the most of the time is spent. You know, the manufacturing of it is pretty straightforward. It sounds like it, it's, it's similar to what you guys do with, with talking to your clients and figuring out what is important, how they tell their story. I like the idea of the building a mood board. Uh, we should dig into that a little bit more. Uh, but, but then once you figure out what the, the pictures are going to represent, you have to find a way to take those effectively. And so that's, that's where I would guess uh, a lot of your photography skills need to come into play. Definitely. That's the fun part. I've been doing photography for 10 years now, professionally, as a business. So once everything is planned, locations are figured out, everything is figured out, it all comes down to a little bit of luck with the weather because mostly <laughs> outdoors, studio shots are boring and outdated. Um, they can still be used a lot in the advertising world. So when you're doing Facebook ads or something like that, studio is fine. Something dramatic that you want to create with lighting is fine. But mostly we shoot outdoors. The majority of the work is, do is done outdoors. So weather is, uh, yes. Right now in winter, we're slowing down. <laughs> yeah, I heard it snowed in New York. I was like, really? It's, it's November. Yeah. Yes, it did. And tomorrow I'm supposed to do sunrise shoots on the beach <laughs> with ballet dancers. I have no idea how we're going to pull that off, but it's well, happening. <laughs> yeah, you'll, I'm sure you'll come up with, with something. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the mood board. What kind of things, we don't need to get into the nuts and bolts of exactly what that is or how that works, but how do you get people to evoke that and, and communicate that back to you so that you have an understanding? What kind of things come up in that? conversation there are several different questions that we were addressing basically it involves a research online when we're looking for similar things similar images images that evoke certain moods images that represent people who look like them for example if they're celebrities or something like that um, and also images that invoke certain colors and wardrobe because the way things what we see in the image it all affects our perception of the person of the brand of what's going on in the photos so we have to consider all those things so all the details that are going into planning the shoot they need to be researched beforehand and so we're getting everything i use i use pinterest for mood boards and we we create sections inside the mood board that are responsible for locations the wardrobes but locations are being find out, found online as well i don't know new york city like uh native so it has all to be it all has to be researched and put together in one place and then it makes sense then it starts making sense it's kind of like putting the pieces of puzzle together it's very fun uh, yeah i would guess and, and i would i would bet that when you work with folks over the course of a, a several weeks to get this uh, process unfolded they probably come up with a lot of stuff that that surprises them i would guess they do. The ideas that we come up with are hysterical. Sometimes it's, it's just so fun. It's so fun. People are so fun to work with. <laughs> it's almost like there's no limit. Once you come up with an idea, you go, gosh, can we do that? You know, I would guess. Uh, and, and so you have to think about how you actually execute uh, the photo that somebody has dreamed up. Does that kind of come up at points? It's a balance, yes. Sometimes people want a specific image or three out of their photo shoot that are very hard to execute, and then we focus, focus on that. But there's a limit to how much you can do in a day. So they sure. kind of have to decide and figure out what is that that they want to be able to afford. <laughs> because basically it's all by time, by the hour. So uh, when you, you say you work with uh, coaches and speakers, uh, most of what you work with is individuals that are trying to get their, their brand out there. Do you work with corporate uh, entities at all? No, the, the power portraits is is targeting 
only personal brand okay. business because that involves a lot of personal portraiture. That's gotcha. <laughs> well, it's interesting, uh, you know, when you when you talk about how you tell that story of a of a single person. So they, I, I guess, they got to really kind of dig deep and figure out if they don't know exactly who they are. And I'm sure a lot of us are still working through that. Who are we? What do we want to express? And how do you express that? Uh, I did a photo session uh, about uh, a year ago, and that was interesting. They they kind of had me bring a couple of, and it was it was like a you know an hour long. We kind of we're in this corporate setting, corporate setting. It was a nice office building that had uh, some open areas and stairs and windows and things like that. And, and it had some great backgrounds and I, and I really liked the way it turned out, but it was, it didn't have the planning and, and uh, you know, the, the, what you, what you did with the mood board and all that stuff that went on for weeks before we got there, we just showed up with a couple of things and I got some decent photographs out of it, but, but to go through the process of what you did, sounds like it's a, a whole different level. It's completely different. As, yes, uh, with corporate world, um, it's the, the difference is we're not taking a person and creating a brand around them. We are creating brand's personality to match the audience's values. Do you know what I mean? So it's not Tim Patterson, for example, that we're branding anymore. It's some corporate entity and they're creating a product or service, product usually, and um, how that product is being perceived by the audience, the brand experience is what we start with. What do we want to sell to the audience? What do we want to do? What kind of transformation we want to deliver to them? That is where the research usually happens. Yes, it's, it's still okay for photographers to just show up and, and take nice photos given what they're given, the location, the lighting, it's all figure outable, as I like to say. But, um, there is a marketing department behind there who has decided what photos they need, what kind of format, and what kind of, what kind of brand experience they are creating. Unless you're just doing corporate headshots, in which case it's literally just show up anywhere and do, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fascinating because, there's, like I say, there's, there's no limits. The sky is the limit. Uh, you can go any direction, right, left, up, down, forward, backwards, with the kind of the way you're approaching it. And I, I'm interested to see. I haven't think I've seen much of your work, and I would love to see more of it uh, when you talk about the brand experience and the transformation. So, uh, Arena, this is very fascinating. How can people find out more about you? They can follow me on Instagram. They okay. can't. Yes, I am Irina Leone, one word. Same on Twitter. I regularly show up on Instagram most most of the time. More active there? More active there. Okay. There is a blog, there is a newsletter that they can sign up for. Is If anybody needs help with their visual branding, I send out emails. There is also a group on Facebook, a private Facebook group that is free for everybody mm -hmm. who wants to join and learn from me. I go live in that group and give people tips on their branding, um, posting articles on there. It's kind of like a community that I started several months ago and it's been fun. It sounds like you're having a gas arena doing your, doing your photo thing. And, I, and I'm glad to, to speak with you and learn more about what you do. I, I certainly learned a lot today. So again, thank you for spending some time on Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, and we'll make sure we get links in the show notes so people can find you. Again, thank you. Thank you for having me, Tim. All right.
Thanks again to Irina for being a part of this week's episode. I really appreciate it. I mean, everybody knows a good picture for your uh, LinkedIn profile, your Twitter profile, whatever you, you use it for, uh, your business card is, is really, really important. Our trade show tip of the week is a blanket list of things that you might want to put in your trade show toolkit. You know, the physical things that you need at times when it's really hard to just drop everything and go to the store. It's uh, 35 items, a quick bullet list. I may forget a couple of them. I'll just zoom through them. Pens, you know, ballpoint pens, Sharpies, large markers, lots of different kinds of tape, scotch tape, duct tape, packing tape, maxing tape, carpet tape, uh, stapler, staple gun, business cards. Take twice as many as you think you'll need. Uh, business card holders, notepads, post-it notes, uh, refreshments such as water or soda. Not bad to throw in a couple of bottles of water. Small containers for giveaways, clipboards, uh, table cloths or table throws printed with your logo if you're going to use a table. Uh, backup phone battery or charger power pack extra phone cables small toolkit with uh, screwdrivers and a box cutter rubber bands paper clips extension cords plug-in strips uh, small first aid kit very handy hand sanitizer and lotion uh, breath mints handy snacks also very good Uh, string or heavy duty twine uh, cord keepers or maybe even some plastic zip ties things like ziploc bags cleaning supplies Hand vacuum, portable carpet sweeper. I don't think it's on this list, but a little um, uh, steamer to take the wrinkles out of the the fabric graphics, which is uh, very prevalent these days. Uh, Cleaning supplies, hand vacuum, portable carpet sweeper. I think I mentioned those. Safety pins, flash drives, including digital copies of any giveaways you have in case you got to run and print some more up. Uh, Comfortable shoes, (laughs) very important. Uh, Don't forget your promo items, extra signage, name tags, Take photos of the assembled booth. Have those in there uh, from the last time, right? Email sign-up sheet or software on iPad, whatever you do for lead capturing. Maybe you have a more comprehensive thing, but certainly have some stuff in there that helps. Samples or giveaways. Staff contact information, detailed travel plans, and, of course, copies of all show paperwork, uh, booth number, the contract, the setup instructions of your booth, and, and all that stuff. So that's what you need that's your list, your trade show toolkit. Uh, check out this book. It's on Amazon, Trade Show Superheroes Exhibiting Zombies. And finally, uh, to wrap it up, this week's one good thing, getting unplugged, getting unplugged. I don't think I checked email. Well, I guess I did once uh, just because I wanted to see, I uh, was waiting for something. But you know, I wasn't surfing the web. I was on Twitter for like a minute. Uh, so I unplugged, read a lot, walked a lot. For the, for the last four days, it was really nice. Enough said. Have a great week. Please join me again next week. And tell a colleague as well, if you like the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. And so glad you're aboard this week around. Thanks. Thanks.